Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soon as my feet touch the floor today, one mission. Thank you for joining us. My name is David Skidmore. You are listening to Leader Growth with David Skidmore. I know leadership can often feel difficult, complex, and overwhelming. At Leader Growth, we are committed to helping people and organizations overcome challenges and experience transformation. To honor your time, each podcast will address real leadership problems and give you a simple step to grow as a leader. If you would like to download the show notes to follow along with today's episode, you can find them at leadergrowth.us forward slash podcast. That's leadergrowth.us forward slash podcast. As a leader, you likely know the importance of leading with creativity at this moment in time. You might feel the pressure to be a more creative leader, but like many leaders, aren't sure how to grow your creativity. And today, I am excited to share with you my brilliant friend, Marcus Cadence Jackson, to talk about how to lead with creativity. Marcus is an award-winning music producer working with artists like Lecrae. He is the founder of the Bridge Impact Center, and Marcus produced the Unstuck album we made where he turned each chapter from the book Unstuck into a song. You can watch his TED Talk, Why Not Collaborate, which I've heard many people refer to as the most creative TED Talk they have seen. Marcus brings a team of musicians on stage and they create a song together during his talk. Go watch it. It's amazing. You can follow Marcus on social media at CadenceOKC. That's at CadenceOKC. And you can find out more about the Bridge Impact Center at urbanbridge.org. That's urbanbridge.org. Today, we're talking about how to lead with creativity and highlighting three killers of creativity. So go ahead and get your show notes and get ready for leadership gold from Marcus Cadence Jackson. But first, our friend, JB. My hustle is a pace that's on everything. Never giving up, that's on everything. Well, welcome, Marcus Cadence Jackson, to the Leader Growth Podcast. It is great to have you here. Man, good to be here. Yeah, so what I'm really excited about today is we're going to be talking about how to be a leader who leads with creativity. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to leaders who lead with creativity, I don't know anyone who does it better than you. Oh, wow. Man, I appreciate that. There are a lot of different perspectives about, you know, am I a creative or maybe I'm not a creative as a leader? What do you think are the key factors, the drivers that help a leader become a creative leader? So I think sometimes the necessity in the space where where you like where you're serving or what your occupation is mm-hmm. can create um, like it, it would build the creative muscle. Yes. So your artistic people who do things, paint, draw, write, um, create music, act, uh, just all of those things, the that field uh, relies on creativity. Now, you said something really interesting. You said creativity is a muscle. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah, it's like a muscle. So, you know, um, in every, I feel like in every sport you can tell what part of the body is the most important mm-hmm. when you look at the, <laughs> look at the athlete, right? Yeah. And it's like, okay, yeah, okay, you got to have strong legs for that. A lot of times leaders don't feel like they have enough resources. A lot of times organizations feel like they don't have enough resources to be creative. What do you yep. say when people feel like they don't have enough resources? So I can I can only talk from my perspective of what I do. And so the two the two examples I have, one is music. So when I first mm-hmm. got started in music, I didn't have a studio. I was yeah. six, 15, you know, um, 
trying to figure out how do I take the things that I'm hearing in my head and get them to the world. And I would, you know, me and my friends, we would use the computer lab at the school, uh, not the computer, the keyboard lab at the school. Yeah. And we would go in there and we program the keyboards with music. And so that was the only way we could do it at that time. And then that, as that, as that grew, I got like a, a job and, so I went and got my own keyboard finally. Yes. You know, but then music went completely like digital, like computers. So now I don't know how to get my stuff from the keyboard to the computer. So I had to go and use someone else's things until mm-hmm. I learned. The goal wasn't to have a home studio. The goal was to take my creative ideas and get them out. So whatever resource or whatever was around me, the, the main focus I had was where can I go to get the stuff out? That was it. Eventually, that ended up with me having my own home studio set up over time. But that's not where it started. And that wasn't the intention. It was just mm. like, I need to get these creative ideas out. Fast forward 20 years, you know, and I have this nonprofit. And it's like, I want to make an impact. I want to help uh, come alongside, you know, teenagers for this, get them ready for this next phase of life, help them have a sense of direction, help them to be exposed to things that could that could honestly exponentially change the legacy of their families. Yes. So I don't have a building to do it. Like that works. You don't have the resource of a building. No. But do I need a building to do it? Well, on a large level, yes. But that doesn't mean I can't do anything. Right. So I had to find creative ways to still engage with young people and do things until the space I had was where I could say, this is the hub to do that. So I'm like meeting at the house, meeting at the church, meeting, going to other people's programs and, and serving their programs. But it was like, I got to stay gritty in the, in the city. I got to stay in it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had to find ways to keep that connection going. Before we had a studio at the bridge, I was bringing kids to my home studio at home to work on music. Yeah. You know, before we had uh, uh, dance at the bridge, we had the kids doing uh, dancing at church. Do you know what I'm saying? So it was like, I want to do this stuff and I want to see it happen. And I do believe that what it, the impact it could have. Yeah. But the biggest mistake you can make is waiting for everything to come together. You know what I'm saying? It's like The biggest mistake you can make is waiting for everything to come together. I, oh yeah. I love that. I want to come back to something you just said yeah. for someone who's, who has something inside of them, you know, maybe it's their organization that they want to be more creative with, or maybe they actually have something that they've been dreaming about. You talked about why you were doing this, mm-hmm. why you created the bridge impact center. Yep. Walk us back through that again. Why was this entire uh, creation important for you? For me, the method of the bridge that exists it's not a method that's new. We just put a program name on it, but it's the method that saved my life. Okay. This is big. So, you know, being able to identify my gifts, being disciple, being mentored, having a, a, a group of people surrounding me constantly uh, on a consistent daily level where it's like, they know what my interests are. So they're using my interests as a way to teach you know, me having a, a clear direction of what I want through discovery and then also them using that as an opportunity to build my character, to grow me and to teach me. The, that model isn't new. 
Um, and so for me, it's like I know what saved my life in a place where a lot of guys lost theirs. I'm aware of it. How do I duplicate what took place with me on a scale that changes a community? And for anybody that has something in them like that, I found my most success in once I know why I'm doing it, like what's the first step that doesn't take any money, hmm. that doesn't take a certain location or anything. What is the first thing you can do? Right. Yeah. Just number one, like, and that's how you do it. A lot of times we're focused on what I don't have. And you're saying, this is about you taking the next step. This yes. is about what you can do. Yes. You know, it reminds me of Henry Cloud's book, uh, Boundaries for Leaders. Yes. And, and I would do know, that with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he talks about the importance of attending, inhibiting, and then building a working memory. So it's, yeah. it's about those things that we're attending to. It's about those things that we're doing. And when we keep that in front of us, our brains light up. Yeah. Um, and we're able to not just build momentum, uh, but we're able to build something really special. Absolutely. Okay. You, you don't get a harvest without a seed. Whew. So, like, a lot of people, they look at the, oh, man, I ain't going to ever have no oranges or apples. Or, right. I'm not going to, but it's like, did you plant any seed? Did you go out there and do that part? And did you water that and make sure, did you pull the weeds off of it? And do Like, you have to cultivate that thing. And it, cult, it starts with a seed. So, let's talk about creativity killers. Mm-hmm. Because I'm thinking, if you're talking about a harvest, my first thought is, well, harvest in comparison to what? Yep. And so, you know, when, <laughs> when you think about creativity, I know I've experienced this when I'm working on different projects. Yeah. There's always a standard I have in my mind yeah. that I'm at least working against or yep. I'm working towards. Yep. I think it does something that is counterproductive to... Uh, just development as humans. Mm. It makes you second guess your potential because you're looking at someone else's potential and where they've, and the lie that it tells you is that their potential is greater than yours, but we all are born with the same potential. Okay. I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> Marcus is dropping some gold right now. We're all born with the same potential. Keep going. Absolutely. And those that we see thrive in the world, the people we look up at are the ones who stayed in it to see it all the way through. Hmm. They eliminated every excuse. Everything that gave them a reason to quit was motivation to keep going. And a lot of us, we look at them and say, I'll never be this guy. I'll never be Kanye West. He's a billionaire. Right. It's like, but did you, do you know a story? He wasn't born into money. He wasn't born a billionaire. His mother was a teacher. You know what I'm saying? A school right. teacher. Like, so when you look at those elements of um, success, comparison is like one of those things. It like it comes in and it can choke out the first steps. You know, it's like I want to get started, but I'm so far behind from this guy or this 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 girl or whatever people are doing. I'm so way off from that, you know, from getting to, to that point that I feel like my little step doesn't matter, but it's like those people you're looking at, they have to take that little step. That's so interesting because, you know, like when we talk about creating something, I think if 
when we were working on the Unstuck project, I remember when when I reached out to you. And by the way, I think we're going to do an entire season where we just talk about Unstuck and <laughs> oh, that yeah. process. Talk Man. with you. Talk with uh, Sean. Can JB. we play? Can we play unheard footage? <laughs> <laughs> there are some tracks. Let me tell you, friends. There are some tracks where I went to some places that I didn't know were inside. <laughs> And then Marcus had to deal with uh, what I would probably have thought it was creative. And yeah, it, yeah. Now, now I just look at it. I I, I think it was you, insane. You make your best work uh, when you're free to create that way. Yes. And there's going to be some very funny stuff that happens in the process. Going back to that, when we looked at this at this project, there was the idea of, well, if I release a book, some people are going to read, but the idea wasn't to create a book. The idea was how do we help people get unstuck? Since a lot right. of people don't read, what if we took all of these chapters and we turned it into a song? I hadn't heard somebody do it before, right? but I knew the person to call if we were going to make it happen. Next thing you know, we have 10 tracks. We have an album. Yeah. People are still listening to it. It helps motivate people. But if I was trying to create something to be like somebody else, yeah. we would have never moved forward on this no. project. Nope. It was crazy because when you called me about that, um, I was like in a creative drought. Mm. Like I needed something to work on. This is fascinating to me because when I called Marcus, I was in a place where he was the one person that I wanted to do this kind of a project with. Mm -hmm. But I also knew who he had produced and, you know, whether that's Lecrae or JB or, you know, yeah. <laughs> you name it. Like I knew that I did not fall into that category of musicians. Right. But I also knew that I wanted to do something. What I didn't know when I was reaching out was that he was in a dry place. And I think sometimes people, uh, sometimes people don't believe in themselves. Yep. And sometimes people don't believe in their own idea. And so they discount it too early uh, and they lose the opportunity to collaborate with others. Yes. So, you know, on, on that line, we talked about how comparison uh, is a killer. Um, what are the other killers? Another killer is the lack of collaboration. All and right. Walk us through. It's the, you know, I think part of it is pride. Part of it is um, embarrassment or shame. Part of it is just the way you were brought up. Pride and insecurity. Pride Two and sides insecurity. of the same coin, right? Two sides of the same coin. Um, where you feel like it's all about what you can get done. Mm -hmm. And what we don't understand is that there's nothing great that we've seen that was done by one person, like in solidarity. You know what I mean? Like yes. just me. Yes. Like I did all this by myself. And a lot of times, because we're used to seeing figureheads, mm -hmm. you know, we see a Bill Gates. Or yes. We would, we would see Steve Jobs, and he's the guy with the turtleneck and the jeans. Right. Walking around talking. But he's in a room full of people getting that speech put together. Mm. He's in a room full of techies and, and, and finance people and all of that coming up with what's the next thing we can do. But if you think that Steve Jobs is sitting in a, in a lab putting a camera in the phone. Mm -hmm. You don't understand how these, these things go, you know? And um, I feel like it's just a lie. Like, you mm -hmm. know, uh, I hear people say a lot, you know, like, yeah, I had to get it on my own. I had to do, like, I would never say that because I know I can't deny the fact that I have mentorship. 
you know, and people around me. I can't deny the fact I had discipleship and people who were like, you know, people say, man, you, you know, how do you keep your faith? I'm like, I had help. It's the same right here. (laughs) I had help. Like, yes, if it wasn't for that text or that phone call or that voicemail, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I could have drowned, you know, in a Mm -hmm. lot of, in a lot of ways. And it's the same with my ideas. It's the same for the vision that I've, the vision that's been within me to do things in a community. Mm-hmm. Um, if it wasn't for people jumping out, sticking a, a, a branch out and saying, grab this so I can pull you out and help. Um, I don't believe that even urban bridge, like my, my organization would be where it is right mm-hmm. now. If it wasn't for collaboration. When you have a creative direction, when you invite other people into it, you're mm-hmm. giving them an opportunity to be able to bring their gifts and yes. their passions. Yes. This idea of a self-made uh, success story, yeah. it's just not reality. When we talk about creativity, I want to talk about how you continue forward to create new things in the same space. And what I mean by that is there's a certain conflict that I think happens for someone who's doing creative things, someone who is leading creatively. Uh, you early on produced a couple songs that won you a Dove Award. Right. You're suddenly an award-winning producer. Yeah. What's it like on the other side now that you're going to go create more music? Um, so, I mean, I think one of the, you know, one of the things that happens is that you can get blinded by your achievement because you want to outdo yourself. But a big thing for me that I just really focused on was like, that was cool. Whether it's a million dollar check or a shiny award, that was cool. But why am I here? To like, did I did I pick up a keyboard and a drum machine to win awards? I didn't. So staying true to why I'm even in the room, uh, I believe that that's what got me in the room with these people. And I believe that that's what's kept me grounded going from like, you know, you kind of hit this mountaintop where everybody's like, your emails are going crazy, your phone's going off, and people are like, I need something, I want to come to my studio, fly you out here, do all, that's great. But staying grounded is about me being able to say no sometimes because Mm -hmm. it doesn't fit why I even, why I'm here. I didn't get into music to be flown to LA to sit in the studio and watch somebody else create. We just want to get you out here and look around. I don't want to look around. I want to create. Will I be able to touch anything? Well, you know, they may ask you. Okay, well, that doesn't really fit the vision of what I have. And I'm not creating. I was never making music to... um, I was never making music to get into the, the, the... the limelight per se, I was making, and I say was because in that era, I was making music because I wanted to impact people and I wanted to do it in a way that was significant enough to where people would knew it, people knew it was me uh, from a creative level. So I knew that I didn't want to recreate what existed, you know, but I also knew that the people that I was making music for were making music for people in prison. We're making music for youth. 
and teenagers. We're making music for kids in youth groups who yeah. don't have a soundtrack to fit what their youth pastor is telling them. So I knew that there was a, a bigger impact to this. And I'm like, okay, this needs to feel right for them when we create it. It needs to have that element. So I'm, I'm thinking about the people that's impacted by the music, not really the success of what the music can do. Mm-hmm. Even Lecrae didn't know that the Dove Award, the Grammy, the, the, the widespread fame was on the horizon for him. Um, if anybody really pay attention to his story and how he got here, it was really like, I was just serving people that needed, needed this. We never expected to make real money mm. until we started making real money. Yeah. I didn't, my, my royalty check came in the mail and I wasn't expecting it. A friend of mine called and said, did the mail run yet? No. Why? You're going to be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I didn't even have Cadence, the name, as a bank account. I couldn't even cash the check. I'm looking at this big check, and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> I had to call the record company like, hey, can y'all um, reissue that check? <laughs> Just make it Marcus Jackson. Like, I don't have – but it was one of those things where I didn't have that in place because I wasn't initially getting into this as a business venture but more as an opportunity – to uh to to execute a mission mm. you know to help people and it's all about why you get in there are people who get in the game because they're like i want to make it yes and the only risk with that is that just trying to make it doesn't have boundaries because the bar keeps moving the goalposts always move. When you're just trying to be famous, the goalposts always move. So you're never going to hit it right every time. So now you're, you're chasing the goalposts and you get so far away from why you're even in the room or why you're even in the field because now you're just chasing the fame or the success of mm. it. I really worked really hard internally, you know what I'm saying, to not chase it. And everything that I've accomplished, I can honestly say came to me organically. When you're, when you're on the other side of a project and you're looking at a new project, do you wrestle with the fear at all that it won't be as good as the previous project? And what if this doesn't stand up to the other work that I've done? I think in the back of your mind, if you've had any success with a project, you're like, man, I hope they still like it, but I'll also say that just from a creative perspective, um, am I being a creative if I'm duplicating? (laughs) So for me, like it can be a struggle, but I choose not to take that perspective. I try to reframe Mm -hmm. a lot. And one of my reframing uh, things I tell myself is that I want to do something that is true to me and that is uh, fresh to me. And the people that came on board, you know, to cadence the artists and those things, that's what they appreciate. You know, it's you doing you. But right when I try to do something where it's like, this is what the people want, 
I go back and I'm cringing at myself saying, yes. what in the world was I thinking? And I know what I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking about pleasing other one, pleasing people with my creativity more than, you know, just being creative. And just like, foot. so I, I go through a season, I don't listen to any music. I mean, except movie scores. That's what I'll go through. Just like, right. I'm just listening to movie scores. I don't want to hear any hip hop, R&B, pop, nothing. Because it will come out in your music. Like mm-hmm. when you're creating, it's in a creator's mind, we're always thinking about what are people into right now. Mm-hmm. And that can be probably one of the worst boxes you can put yourself in. It's really challenging. I mean, I I ran into that after Unstuck. I remember yep. people said, so what? what's the next book? And there's a, there's a simple pattern and it's you take one of the chapters that people re, it, it, yeah. it just really resonated and then you write a new book based off of that chapter restuck and, and <laughs> exactly <laughs> and the next project is for love with joy yep. which is a different podcast mm-hmm. but it's on grief loss redemption and glory it has nothing to do uh with the personal development and with the uh with the whole leadership concept, right. but it's my own journey. So I wanted yeah. to be able to create something um, that was going to be very vulnerable. Yes. But at the same time, I knew that that's where the passion was. Absolutely. And so I, you have to chase that. Yeah. And art is always going to be vulnerable. If you're really creating art, yep. if you're not duplicating, but if you're creating, yep. it's always going to be vulnerable. They're right on the money. I, I've done um, just even workshops I've done with young people. And they're like, man, how'd you do that? How'd you make that beat do that? I heard it. And I and I always give the same answer. It's a feeling. Mm. What do you feel? So what's the vibe that you're feeling when you create? Because if there's no vibe and there's no feeling, then you're just duplicating. But, and I've had that happen where I'll sit down and it's like, somebody's like, do me something like you did for Lecrae. Well, now I'm not going off of vibe. I'm going off of, okay. Uh, so these were the elements of that. Okay, I got you. I can do that. But when we sit down and you say, for example, when we did Unstuck Project, it was like, hey, um, these are the topics. That's it. These are the chapters. We really went with a blank canvas. It was a blank canvas, and what that allowed me to do was create the vibe and create... um, what the what the energy would be of the project based on the information you gave me, and then I'm just sending you stuff over and over. I mean, I mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like my inbox for about a month was just David Skidmore yes. replies. <laughs> well, because <laughs> it's so fun working with somebody on this. And like like I said, I think we're we're just gonna do a whole season on this because yeah. it, there there was so much joy around it, but also. You know, I learned so much of your creative process Mm -hmm. and you learned that I'm like this very kind of demanding and particular person who like not the worst, not the worst. I would say working with you was a lot easier than it has been working with some people that people would want to work for. I'll take that. And I say that because um, you were like, do you? And sometimes people are like. You have a skill set, but do what I want you mm. to do. There's a place and time for everything. So there is a time and place where it's like, hey, I need this done this specific way. But that's not a creative environment. That's a that's a mm. trade. Yes. So like there's the trade of music. I'm in the trade, like engineering, right? It's like 
send me your stuff. I'll get it right. That's the trade. But in a creative setting, it's like, am I going to be able to do what I do? Because if not, then now you're just asking me to do the trade of music. Um, which is when a person say, hey, I need a fight song and it needs to sound like this song I heard on NFL Network. And da 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 da. It's like, okay, so I just need to get these elements together, patch yeah. them in, and make it work. But if somebody's like, man, I need something that just drives energy and just feels good, but do it your way. Then now, which as a creative, you you get into that doubt thing like, do they really want it my way though? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> because I'm on a whole other planet right now with what I'm yes. thinking and what I feel. But that's the same thing when when you have a guy like um, Timbaland using baby sounds in his production and tons of like different drum sounds and 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 using knickknacks around the house and hitting them on the mic. Or you go to um, 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 Kanye West making four albums and not having any drum, like the beat doesn't drop. The cat's like, the beat's not dropping. But then now you're watching a movie trailer and it's Kanye. <laughs> they didn't use your stuff, bro. They used the one where the beat didn't drop. Yeah. So maybe he was on to something, but he, it ain't that he's on to something. He's just doing what he do. And that's where we have to become, we have to gain that confidence in ourselves and knowing this is what I do. And that leads into our final creativity killer that we were going to talk about today. And that's one that you shared with me earlier. And that is confidence. Yeah. Got to believe in yourself, man. You got to believe in who you are. You got to believe in your potential. You know, like I, like I told you, you know, I believe that everyone has, we're all born with the same measure of potential. Um, and you know, if you're going to do things on a creative level, you have to be willing to take the risk. And if you don't believe in what you're doing, if you don't believe in your, uh, ability, I mean, man, it can be so crippling. Mm -hmm. And even to go back at cost, you know, not having confidence to take those risks is going to cost you a lifetime of regret. Like think mm. about the guy who didn't try out for the basketball team and he's 6'10 now and he's 50 years old and he's like, I probably could have did something. So let's but I was talk too about scared, that. right? What do you do when you don't have confidence to create? I feel like my biggest motivation whenever I'm in a place where I may lack confidence is just knowing that um, everything that's in me is 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 me. You know, like only I can do the things the way that I do it. So there's no reason to feel lack of confidence really comes from a place of the way other people view us. But the problem is, is that the way other people view you isn't as important as the way that you uh, view yourself. So we've talked through creativity killers. We have talked about the importance of uh, leading with creativity. Let's say somebody's sitting in a very difficult situation. They feel under-resourced. They are under-resourced. They're not sure if they're going to be able to keep things going this year. And they're challenged with the idea of how do we lead creatively? And yet they can see all of the upside from what we've talked about today. Mm -hmm. What's the step? What's the first step that somebody takes? No one's going to believe in something if you don't. Hmm. And I believe that you take the the first, like, you know, you 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 look at where you want to go, and at the bare minimum, what does it take to execute it? Because if you're not doing the bare minimum, you can't expect anybody to get behind you. 
because you don't believe in it enough. So I can't just come come to you with this million dollar idea and I haven't put 10 into it. I haven't been investing myself. I haven't been taking $5 off every paycheck, even though I'm poor. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. still doing my part. So it's like people won't believe in something you don't. And so you have to find a way to how do you communicate that you believe in what you're doing to where a person can say, look, he ain't got much, but he's on it. She ain't she ain't she ain't there yet, but I can see the movement. Because when there's vision and there's passion, the creativity will come with it. I'm going to do what I can until I have what I need. And people, people, believe it or not, they pay attention to that. You know, so don't worry about doing it perfect. Don't worry about doing it at full speed. Just worry about doing it. You have to do it. So just do it. Well, Marcus, thank you for dropping in today for the Leader Growth Podcast. Thank you for your friendship. Mm -hmm. Thank you for uh, helping me with the Unstuck Project. But thank you even more uh, for giving our city something that we're looking to being inspired by uh, and get to be a part of with the Bridge Impact Center. Uh, It's been a great time today. Thank you for pouring into us on how to lead creatively. Absolutely, man. Blessed to call your friend. All right. Well, that wraps up today's conversation with Marcus Cadence Jackson on how to lead with creativity. As always, you can find the show notes for today's podcast online at leadergrowth.us forward slash podcast. You might guide your team or have a conversation with someone close to you as you walk through the discussion questions together. Would you help me out by taking a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast? And would you share it with someone in your life? If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at I'm David Skidmore. I'll see you next time. Cost me everything. Never front like I'm balling. I got moves to make. Better with success. I got dues to pay. All good things that come to those who wait. Yeah, what I left behind from trying to be great. Ain't no secret to success if you ain't working. If you ain't down to hustle, then you don't deserve it. If it came easy, probably go fast. Cause anything easy probably won't last.